0: Hey everybody, this is the man on fire, John Sablon of johnsablon.com. I want to welcome you to another segment of True Faith Real Talk where we deal with real issues through the eyes of faith. Now today's topic Is a very simple one, but sometimes can be very complicated, especially for you youth and you young adults out there. And it's a topic of adulting, coming into our own when it comes to owning our faith, uh, dealing with finances, uh, dating, what's our vocation, what is God's purpose in my life? And my guest today is going to help us kind of talk about that and that transition, hopefully uh, impart some wisdom on us with regards to his experience with his own life. And also dealing with the thousands and thousands of people that he deals with on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. My guest for today is an international speaker and musician. He's a he's a brother of mine that I'm I'm proud to say I know and uh, love the work that he's doing out there. Um, the guy doesn't even need an introduction. His name is Paul J. Kim. Paul, what's up, my brother? How you
1: doing? Hola. <laughs> you working on the working on that Espanol? menos. <laughs> I live in Anaheim, man. There's a lot more Hispanic folks than Asian folks, but hey, it's all good, man. That's, that's what makes the Catholic Church so beautiful, is it's universal.
0: Amen, amen. You know what I mean? Yeah, a lot of people. Now, I know most people may be familiar with you, but just a little bit of background on you. I know you are a full-time uh, speaker and uh, go out and travel, what is it? I think, what, 43 states, four countries now, or, you, or you've, you've ticked all 50 states
1: off? No, we're not up at fifty yet, but we're 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 close to forty five this year. So wow. it's been great, man. God has been good. Um a little bit about me. Basically grew up nominally Catholic, didn't want to be there just for girls and donuts, you know, and uh God basically had something for me when I went to a high school conference and I met him. I met the Lord Jesus and, and that sounds very cliche, but it's true. There's a lot of folks who are in church, they're in the pews and they might know things about their faith or God, but they don't know him on a personal level. And so for me, there was this turning point where I met the Lord. I said this honest prayer, brutally honest. This is where I'm at. God, I'm sorry. I'm not proud of my life, but I want to have a relationship with you. And he made me ugly cry. He smacked me with his, his grace, and I, I experienced his goodness. Uh, that's the best way I can explain it. I was led back to the sacraments, confession, mass, learned about my faith, learned the why behind what. I feel like for a lot of Catholics, when it comes to their faith, they hear a lot of no's. Like, no, 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 no this, no that, no, no happy life, (laughs) only misery and shame till you maybe get to heaven. And that's that's not it. When 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 Jesus, when God, when the church says no to something, certain lifestyle, certain behavior, certain moral situation it's not because God wants us to be miserable. He's saying, he might be saying no to something, but he's actually inviting us to a greater yes. Mm-hmm. And that yes is oftentimes very freeing. And so regardless of where a person's at, whoever's watching this, I do not know. But wherever you're at in your faith, whatever you're, you're going through, always learn the why behind the what. And you'll be pleasantly surprised that God doesn't have a, have a plan as he has had in my life and so many others. So,
0: Amen to that, brother. So you know, part of what we're trying to do in this segment is help. Those who uh, maybe lack the maturity, and that doesn't necessarily mean um, uh, from a uh, not just in age, but also in just experience, right? Helping some of our our younger folk out there. I know you talk to thousands upon thousands of teens on an annual basis, and so you're encountering a lot of people who may be struggling with, hey, man, it's hard to be Catholic out there, and it's hard to um, to live a, uh, an integrated faith life with your work and you know everything the culture's kind of shoving down our throat. So I wanted to, to use this to kind of, you know, dialogue between you and I and give maybe some, some helpful tidbits of, of what that looks like, starting with the, 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 the most important pieces is, is God and faith. Right. I mean, that is um, I think the two things and we probably you'll probably agree with me on this one when we when we talk to a lot of people because I do some traveling myself and talk to talk to youth and, and young adults. One of the, the two biggest questions that we're always faced with is who am I and what's my purpose? Right. Right. Uh, recognizing right, right. you're a beloved child of God and that your mission is going to come from that identity. And then, OK, what's my call on life? And even the 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 understanding of what vocation even means. Right. That mm. that word. But how can we help our fellow brothers and sisters out there who are um, just coming into their own or trying to come into their own when it comes to their faith? And then everything else that flows thereafter, their vocation, their finances, what it means to date, things of that nature.
1: Um, there's, there's like 50 questions in that one question. Congratulations, (laughs) brother. Let's see, where do we extrapolate? Uh, I I think to begin with, you know, once again, it's based on our relationship with God, you know, and and we experience him through prayer. We experience him through his word. We, we have to have that place in our lives. You know, Christ says very clearly in in the gospel, you know, there's people searching for food, shelter, clothing, riches, and this and that. And he's like, the Heavenly Father knows that you need some of these things, but seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. Now, it's not a prosperity gospel like some of these televangelists like, donate $5 and if you match that, you might get a prayer card blessing. And if you open that blessing, there's going to be more money that will come out. And the more you put in, the Lord will multiply, 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 okay, praise Jesus. (laughs) i I was with you brother go ahead (laughs) yeah so it's not a prosperity gospel where you know god guarantees that everything's going to be easy but at the same time god does promise that he will be a faithful father to us he will take care of us and obviously we need to we need to work hard at and being responsible in, in every every sort of area but once again seek first the kingdom and all these things will be added unto you and so primary thing is, you know, walking with the Lord daily. And then secondly is in that process, oftentimes the young adult age, right? Young adults, like tricky sort of, um, description, right? you coming to the young adult event. What is that? 18 through 39, 18 year olds not hanging out with 39 year olds. Okay. Like that's a completely different life cycle. 18. I just graduated high school. Yeah. Ah. And there's like 39. It's like, I have three kids in a minivan, you know, it's <laughs> like, Different lifestyle. So, but at the same time, that young adult period, you know, specifically when you graduate college, et cetera, this is generally the time in life when people are really trying to figure out why am I here? What difference does it make? What is my vocation? You know, and vocation ultimately comes from the Latin word vocare, which means to call. So God has a calling for all of our lives. Obviously, he calls us to walk in right relationship with him, walk in his ways and his commandments to, to have that. That, that tight relationship through prayer, but then there's kind of the more nuanced version of that calling, which is you know we all have this universal vocation to be saints, to to love, to to be in, to be a saint who impacts people in this life and in the next. But but more specifically, there are like the what are they, three or four general vocations? One is um, singlehood, mm-hmm. right? Some people are scared of that idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, forever alone. <laughs> you're never alone. You know, God is always with you. There's, there's married life, right? There's, there's consecrated life. Mm-hmm. I think those are the major three, right, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, so either you're single, you're married. You're a priest, you're religious, or you're a consecrated sister, whatever. Yeah. Right. So these are generally the the major vocations. And this is generally what people are kind of like scratching their head over, is like, what should I do in life? What is God calling me to do? So um oftentimes you'll meet really well-intentioned Catholics who are serious about their faith and they wanna know what their their vocation is, but they're like in constant discernment mode, you know, for years and years and years and and that's not that's not a problem. Like it's it's a good thing that they're in that space where they're actively seeking God. What is Your will for my life? And sometimes it's not very clear. Mm-hmm. You know, in fact, I was having a, a small group the other day here at my house because, truth be told, my my wife and I, you know, it, it's funny because when I, I'm I'm married, I have two kids, mm-hmm. and we've been married for about four years, and. It's funny, when you get married, you sort of get blacklisted by all your single friends. Because <laughs> they think you can't hang anymore. And when you have kids, it's like, sayonara. You're like, you're just off the map. They forgot you exist. That's right. It's like, no, they can't, they can't socialize. They have children. They're dead. They're dead to the world. Um, no, we, we still have socialized. So, you know, we had trouble kind of finding a young adult community. So we decided to make our own. What that looks like is we invite people a couple times a month just to come over, you know, people with kids, people without kids, people who are married, people who are single. And we just break open the gospel. We do some praise and worship. We, we, we read the word and we have the Lord kind of guide us and we share what the Holy Spirit's put on our hearts. So it's great. We eat food and I know this kind of looks like I'm an alcoholic, but I'm not. I really am not. I'm not, and I'm of age. I'm older than I look. I'm 34. You, drink,
0: you drink responsibly,
1: right? I drink responsibly, <laughs> that's right. I don't drink to get sloshed and that sort of thing. But
0: yeah.
1: It's just the, the location here in my kitchen. See, this is my toddler seat, so I drink with my toddler. No, <laughs> uh, but at any rate, um, during this small group, we were discussing sort of this whole vocational thing because we had some single friends over. And, you know, sometimes it's confusing. It's not very clear. You know, for myself, I, I spent several years discerning priesthood, religious life. I actually went to New York City. Uh, I discerned with the Franciscans of the Renewal, great community out in the Bronx for three years. And I left. But uh, thanks be to God, I had a great experience. I, I went through the process of discernment. I had a spiritual director. and At the end of that process, I come to realize, yeah, this isn't for me. But people are like, how do you know? How do you know? It's like, well, I had to do it. I had to go and experience for myself what this life looked like. Like in the gospel when the disciples are like, Jesus, where are you staying? And Jesus is like, come and see. Mm -hmm. I had to come and see. I had to come and see where where is the Lord staying in my life and my heart. And so that wasn't for me. So I came back home, got my master's degree in marriage and family therapy. Um, I thought I was going to be a counselor. Started doing the counseling route. And I come to find out I don't like listening to people's problems all day. <laughs> like, I don't, I can't do that for 30 years. I like to talk about it. I like to educate people on the topic, but I don't, I don't think I'm going to be a good therapist for 30 years. So then I had to figure out the next thing. Mm-hmm. So I started speaking on the side and, and God slowly, but surely opened up this door, this opportunity for me to uh, witness to my faith, primarily to young people people so i'd be invited to parishes and parishes to diocesan things and diocesan things to more national things and god is good you know um the 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 consistent prayer that i prayed is lord if you know if you're leading me here then open the door if you're not shut it hard because dumb i need you to be that clear and so in that process, long story short, uh, thanks be to God, I've been able to do uh, the speaking ministry for a full five, six years now, full time. Uh, ten years, uh, if you look at the whole thing, but for the last five, six years, it's been full time. God has been gracious, man. So, needless to say, it's a lot of journey. That's, that's not a linear pro- progression. There's a lot of back and forth, back here and there, and, and not really knowing what the path was or what my calling was. And yeah, a lot of nights where I was just like calling out to the Lord, like, God, what the heck? It's like, I don't, uh, I gave you my time, my time discerning religious life. Why am I still single? You know, Mm -hmm. like awkward dating history, you know, like dating, I don't want to say like tons, like, oh yeah, it was like, that. it was like an episode of the bachelor. Like it wasn't like that, but at the same time I, I wanted to get married and then it was just a lot of awkward dating situations where nothing worked out, uh, and I was frustrated. I'm like, God, what the heck? Like, there are shady people who are married right now, Mm -hmm. and I'm trying to do good, and I'm still single. Why why are you holding out on me? And there's like this feeling of impatience, this feeling of like, why are you holding out? Did I do something wrong? Mm -hmm. But honestly, in hindsight now, like I said, I'm married, beautiful wife, beautiful kids, beautiful ministry. Um, I look back, back and I'm like, like yeah, thank God, God He didn't answer so my, my prayers, prayers right away, away. Mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. You know? So yeah. God, I had yeah, yeah, Paul. I was gonna say because like I hear three like really key things that you
0: stated this far for those that are watching out there. One is the interior life, staying close to the word, prayer, right? That it's fundamental. If you want to hear God, you got to spend time listening, um, yeah. and you you do that in a very active way. Um, the second thing uh, is. I think community. And if you don't have community, it's taken the initiative to find community. Because I think a lot of people are going to feel like, hey, man, that's easy for you to say you guys are out there, you've got this community, but I'm a, I'm, I feel lonely. And I think they think that loneliness is part of their, um, you know, is like a long term permanent thing. And, and that may be part of the journey, as you described, but Um, That loneliness isn't going to last forever. And taking also the initiative, right? That you didn't just wait because, you know, you have some of those folks out there, brother, to be honest, that are like, well, if it's God's will, it'll just land in my lap. Right. Yeah. Uh, And and don't do anything. Like, I'm not going to do anything. Yeah. rather than take the initiative to seek it out, to go and and discern, you know, how are you going to discern a vocation? Yeah, that's right. You know, to go and find it. So you did did, did that with the CFRs. You did it with dating, with a purpose in mind, right? Not just Mm -hmm. dating to date. Yeah, not just
1: swiping right, that sort of thing. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, exactly. (laughs) It's a whole nother talk. Exactly. But listen, yeah, there are people who are in perpetual discernment mode and they're paralyzed. They don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. And it's sad. Like, I know a couple people in my life, really good people. And it's just like... I'm like, hey, how's so-and-so doing? Oh, they're still just kind of like floundering. And I'm like, dang it. Just do something, bro. Like, I don't know why your your situation's so complex. I mean, granted, everyone's like, journey is different. Everyone's struggles are different. Everyone has things that they're working out inside of them, yeah? Mm-hmm. And that's also part of this whole discernment thing because it's like you're growing from adolescence to adulthood. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that requires some really honest, heavy, Inside of ourselves and saying, what is, like what's going on in my life? Are there some issues that I need to deal with?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's a whole other topic, right? Yeah. Where the mental health thing, or just the emotional thing, or like, do I have some hangups in my life? Do I have some addictive qualities? Do I have some issues that are unresolved? Mm-hmm. And are those affecting my relationships, my dating relationships, my 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 relationships with my family, with myself? Am I depressed? Am I angry? Am I am I this? Am I that? Like, there's a lot of issues out there, right? Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean like there's just something terribly wrong with you only. No, everyone has issues. But the question becomes is like, what are you doing with those issues? Because there's a generation of people who will say, I have issues. But I'm just going to drink it and party and rage every weekend. And that's going to be my way to cope. And there's no way to cope with it because it doesn't go away. That's right. And you take that thinking, well, once I get into a relationship, I get married, it's going to solve the problem. <laughs> Boom, you're on Dr. Phil real soon. You know, it's going to be a roller coaster for you because – you can't expect being in a relationship to solve all of your problems. Like you're thinking that another person with issues and problems is going to take away your problems. No, only Jesus can do that. Amen. But he's, he's not going to save you without you. You know, that's, it's an interesting saying. That's actually in the catechism. God doesn't save us without us. Meaning that he needs our permission to say, Lord, yeah, I, I need to do the work. I have these issues in my life. Um, spiritual nature emotional nature physical whatever you know we got to take care of ourselves so there's this whole discernment process uh, about vocation but just kind of like where am i at with the lord and, and um, how will i best serve him and, and there's all these questions and, and honestly I, I will say that i don't i don't really miss being single oh, in this no. period it's not oh it's no not easy Mm -mm. man there's a lot of there's a lot of uncertainty and there's a lot of like what the heck am i doing with my life and who's the one and you know there's so many questions and it's not it's exciting so don't get me wrong it's very exciting it's a very important part of life because it prepares us to become indeed you know, this is a cliche statement, but really the best version of ourselves mm-hmm. so that we'll ultimately, whatever our vocation is, whether that is to married life, whether that is to be a priest or religious or even single, which there's no shame in, like, the, the more we have our stuff together in mind, body, and spirit, mm-hmm. the better off everyone's going to be for it, mm-hmm. you know. But back to the discernment thing, there comes a point where, you know, we've already discussed, like, we have to make, we have to make initiative, like, if you feel like I need to discern a vocation to priesthood, go to the seminary. Go visit a religious order, you know. Mm-hmm. If you feel like you're called to marriage, just start dating people. Like, don't be weird about it. You know, so many guys are like, uh, I don't know. a, I a uh, mom, can you ask her out? No, you ask her out. <laughs> it's like, part of the reason you're still single is because you didn't ask nobody out. You think the girl's going to come and do it? Yeah. Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, all right, gen- gentlemen, I give you 100% full permission, all right? If you feel called to marry life, then do your hair, brush your teeth, take a shower, don't dress all frumpy, you know, learn how to have a conversation with people. Don't we- be weird. And, you know, in a new environment, just go up and, hey, how you doing? My name is such and such, you know? And, no, like, if you don't, if you literally don't know because you feel awkward or you feel insecure, like, I want you. To not be afraid to develop whatever skill set you need. Mm-hmm. To, to not, not be, be weird. weird. Yeah. Okay. I hear a lot of Catholic girls who are like, "There are no good guy, no good Catholic guys. They're all awkward. They're weird. They know theology, but they they can't even like look me in the eye because they're like, like, hi, how are you? <laughs> Do you a mass here often?' Like it's ugh. yeah. You know. As a spiritual director told me, and I get it. There's a lot of well-intentioned guys who like want to like walk with the Lord, but the problem is they have no swag. And I'm not saying you have to be like, "Hey, I'm Catholic usher," you know. I like, like, you know. But you know, as a spiritual director told me once, it's like, don't be so much in heaven that you're useless for earth. You know what I mean? It's like, yes, God will always love you, but that doesn't mean your future spouse will even want to be with you. Yeah. If you're if you're just weird, like be. I'm not saying be normal in the sense of like be normal like everyone else and don't care but no no no, like have enough social sense that you're approachable people can talk to you they don't feel weird you know it's like and if you lack those skills then google art of conversation art of social skills like if you lack confidence then deal with what that is and challenge yourself to get out there and like introduce yourself to a stranger like you know, we're, everyone's dealing with this kind of stuff. Why? Because we're all human and we, 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 we're all working it out. Like, nobody has it all put together. Not myself, not John Sablon, not, not anybody. But we're all trying to figure it out as we go along. But you're going to be better off if you, if you start, you know, facing these things head on. And so, ultimately, with the vocation thing, it's not a matter of, like, am I choosing between a good and a bad, right? Because when it comes to, like, sin... When it comes to certain, like, moral situations, it's obvious what God's will is going to be, right? Mm-hmm. According to God's commandments, according to church teaching. But when it comes to, like, how am I going to serve him? That's not from a good to a bad. That's from a good to a good. Mm-hmm. So that's where it gets tricky. It's like, how can I best serve the Lord? There comes a point, too, where, where God gives you this wonderful gift. It's called freedom. And he wants you to choose, right? Right. Um, when I was at the Friars and uh, God rest his soul, Father Benedict Rochelle, he was like a, a grandfather to me there, a very wise priest, okay? And uh, he, he asked me the question, like, kind of towards the end of my time there. He said, Paul, what do you want? I'm like, what do you mean, what do I want? It doesn't matter what I want. It's about what God wants for me. He's like, yes, 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 but what do you want? Because here's the thing. If you answered, I want to be a Franciscan priest, I'd be like, Paul, stay, Keep on keep on in your, you know, uh, formation. But if you said, hey, I want to get out of here. I want to be married. You know, I want to be in the world and serve, serve the church and serve God in a, a different way. Mm-hmm. By all means, leave. You know, and it came to that point where, like, he was giving me the freedom to consider, like, yes, God will even use the desires of your heart. And I'm not talking about the skewed desires that we all face and struggle with, you know. Right, right. We all have the tendency to, to be tempted or be led to sin. I'm not talking about like just genuine desire. Like, what are you passionate about? What are you inspired to do? How can you best, what are your gifts? What are your talents? What are not your gifts and talents? And then ultimately, um, uh, I, I got this little plaque. I think it was like after my first communion. It was like a sister from Ireland who was close to our family at the time. She gave it to me and it said that your life is a gift from God. And what you decide to do with your life is your gift to God. Hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. so it's like, how do you want to make your life a gift to God? Mm -hmm. You know, and yeah, he leads us all differently, guys. Like, you know, some of us, he will be making like evident appeals for you to like really go in a certain direction or not go in a certain direction. But he will always be a father to us and he will always give us the option. Like, what do you want? Mm -hmm. And so insofar as you are praying and you are trying to to seek to glorify god and you do not have ill will or intention like be at peace Mm -hmm. and then ultimately make your prayer this and it's like it's foolproof lord if if this is what you want or if this is like according to your will and this is good for me and my soul let it happen but if not shut the door yeah yeah
0: shut the door yeah that's it yeah now I was going to say just um that you know going back like Socrates says right know thyself and I think you you bring up that point of self-knowledge you know early on when you were just talking about knowing I mean you got to kind of understand what your what your your struggles in life are what your tendencies are uh you brought up a point of you know getting into a relationship doesn't solve your problems I say it often just because you marry a good a good gal doesn't make you a good man you know that yeah. doesn't make so I think this for those out there just to um uh, Really spend time understanding who God is, who you are before God, um, and prayerfully and willfully seeking that out. It's not always going to be clear, you know. I mean, here we are, you know, speaking on the uh, the conversion of Saint Paul, right? We're not going to all get knocked and you know have the 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 Jesus come to us and say, "What are you doing?" You know, um, and and divide us or send us on our way. But I think really just being prayerful, surrounding yourself with prayerful people, um, seeking out the sacraments. Um, are, are really key things and really spiritual direction yeah spiritual direction yeah finding yeah, yeah. somebody who's uh, spiritual direction and even surrounding yourself with people who are further in the faith than you who have more wisdom right. and life in relationships if you're called to that vocation uh, because the more information we have about it the more we can actually be educated and informed and make a good decision prudent decision on where we think God's calling us yes to.
1: Um, that's right that's right The, uh, the go ahead what are you Oh, no, no, I was just going to say I think that's solid. Um, yeah, we, we need that direction. And, um, yeah, it, ta- it takes work. It's, it's not it's not an easy process by any means. Um, but at the same time, it is, it's very valuable. And so if you're still single, you're still, you're still trying to figure it out. You know, honestly, consider this time of your life a real gift because it is, it, is it is a training ground. It's like the training sequence in any good action movie, right? That's like the best part, right? They're learning. <laughs> They're learning their skills. They're learning who they are, and we need that because it's going to prep you for every other aspect of your life. That just builds upon the next, builds upon the next, and so. Um,
0: yeah, I think the other thing when we talk about, um, you know, if, if Jesus Christ is really Lord over your life, and I know it's it's easy, we can all say, it, right, hey man, just trust in the Lord, just be obedient. And everyone's like, yeah, whatever, you know, because it's easier said than done. And we get it because like you said, it mm-hmm. doesn't matter where we are just because we may be at this place because we are in the married vocation um, doesn't mean that it becomes just all of a sudden easier. We don't have to worry about the sermon anymore. The sermon is a lifelong journey. We are a pilgrim people. But at the yep. same time, we also have to, uh, you, what you just said right now about, you know, be patient with it and embrace it and see it as a gift. I think a lot of people think, right, they kind of think in that prosperity gospel mentality where, hey, I, I've been praying. I've been frequenting frequenting the sacraments. I, I I do sacrifice and fast, and yet it's been six months and I have got nothing, right? Mm-hmm. And, and rather and so you kind of see this transactional relationship rather than the covenantal relationship. And saying, "No, Lord, lead me one foot at a time," because it is a training ground. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe it's becoming very clear, right, that um, that one option is not is uh, not really the option for you. Like I mean, it took you three years if you went to three years to, with the Franciscan that 's a yeah. lot of that 's a lot of time that's a lot mm-hmm. of discernment um, yep. and that's a lot of that's uh, can be seen as one of two ways negative like man, I lost three years of my life whereas you saw it as a gift, like no I
1: no just, I definitely saw, I saw it as a gift in fact, when I meet seminarians and religious who left like I get it it's it's a hard transition going in it 's a hard transition coming out, but I tell them or people who are in formation, like look one of two things. One, you're going to come to find out that that is your vocation. You're going to be blessed for it. Or you're going to come to find out it's not your vocation and you're going to be blessed for it That's because right. it's formation that helps you for whatever your vocation will be in life. I, I kind of wish, you know, the Mormons have like their um, their mandatory like mission year. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they go out, all the men who are like 18 or whatever, they go out on mission for two years, right? Mm-hmm. Catholics, what do we got? We got maybe a shoddy confirmation program. I mean, some are good. Some aren't. I mean, it's like, eh. and some don't even want to be there. Like, you feel me? So I wish there was more formation for both guys and girls in terms of like, you know, how do we do this? And to like actually segue into a different point, like you think about adult life, right? When we Adulting is just kind of a cutesy term for like, what does it mean to live an adult life? How have I transitioned? And I find that two of the most important things, I mean, there are many, but two of the most important things, one of the two, um, one is relationships and finances. Like, those things aren't talked about in right. school. You're not, you're not taught that stuff. You know, uh, you might learn a class on economy, like how the stock market works, but who teaches you how to, like, keep your budget in order, live within your means, right? Like, <laughs> not go into debt? You know, it's crazy because, like, you, you graduate high school, you go to college, and you have, like, no fiscal experience. Maybe some people have worked in high school, and they're, like, managing their bank account. They're paying for their own things. Good on them. The chances are most of us have lived at home, and our parents have taken care of these things. And we go to college, and the first week, there's, like, tables filled with Frisbees and free crap. And they're like, here, we'll give you this, but sign up for our free credit card yeah, <laughs> where you can use – free money and nothing's ever free Uh -uh. and especially when you're spending money that you don't even own you all know what interest is (laughs) like people don't understand how interest works Uh this is why like banks and credit card companies are making so much dough off people they don't understand that like there's a high interest rate so as long as you don't pay off that hundred dollars you blew on whatever with that shiny credit card Year after year, that interest is piling up, and soon enough, like $100, whatever, that you haven't paid off is now $150-something that you need to pay off, and you still haven't paid it off. And so there's millions of Americans who live in debt constantly, and um, there's this verse in Proverbs that says that um, the borrower is slave to the lender, Right. So no one ever taught me about finance. I feel like you know my parents did a good job raising me and stuff, but they didn't ever sit me down and teach me about finance. And it wasn't until um, I was getting serious about you know getting married and stuff that I walked into Barnes and Noble one day, as cheap as I am. I didn't even buy the book, but I just went in. I went to the finance section, and um, it was a book called Total Money Makeover by Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey, yeah. Dave Ramsey's solid man. He's like from. Nashville or Tennessee or something. Talk like this. I'm Dave Ramsey. You know, it's super entertaining. He has like one of the most uh, popular radio shows in America. He has a podcast. But once again, you can read his book. Just go to a bookstore, read it for free, like I did. Total money makeover. But it's just solid, solid principles. He has these baby steps that help you take control of your financial life. And why is this so important? Just think about it this way, John. We have a generation of kids who are going to school paying $40,000 a year on average, right? Mm hmm. That's a hundred and sixty flipping thousand dollars waiting for them to pay off. Yep. I don't know if people tell people who go to school, you're not even guaranteed a job just because <laughs> you have a degree if you have a degree in something that doesn't translate to a job that pays you much then you are freaking screwed yes. for like 20 30 years yes it's like i feel like college is like this tricky thing where college is a good thing right but it's not owed to anybody it's a privilege and you have to be smart about this people are just like told "Yo, yeah high school high school to college right mm-hmm. most people didn't pay for high school because they went to public school so oh yeah 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 next step and then i'll get a job go to college rack up all this debt mess around maybe they study some people do don't get me wrong they have this degree and then they're like oh crap i have a six figure debt level in my life that means i don't even own anything because i'm in the red yeah red you're not you're below zero yep. you're like negative a hundred thousand dollars plus and this is insane. It's like highway robbery. But at the same time, that's what they signed up for. And I didn't know if they were thinking about this before. But once again, when people don't have financial maturity, they're kind of setting people up for failure in a way. I'm mm-hmm. not saying you can't pay your way out of it. Like for myself, thanks be to God, I've been able to pay off all my school loans. So is my wife. But it's a daunting task, especially if you don't have a financial plan. Mm-hmm. And so... Dave Ramsey what he does is in very in layman's terms in easy to understand terms he sets out this kind of plan and it's called the baby steps right there, you don't have to be like an economics major right but it's it's very helpful useful information to apply to your life like the baby steps include um you know first one is save a thousand bucks You're like a thousand bucks i've never even seen a thousand bucks except in the movies like (laughs) don't worry if you work you can get there you know nothing will come easy you must work hard Mm -hmm. you know there's, there's nothing easy about this process you must work right don't be lazy don't be uh don't think like you're gonna be a professional video gamer for the rest of your life it's very unlikely maybe but maybe not you know, save a thousand bucks and then learn how to budget, right? Figure out how much money is coming in each month and how much money is going out, right? Basic concepts. Um, the second thing is start paying off all your debt from smallest to largest, right? Start with the smaller one. Start paying it off. And the third step is then once you paid it all off, you save three to six months of your your monthly expenses, right? And then fourth is... Is you start investing fifteen percent of your monthly income into retirement, you're like retirement. What's that? I'm like something. What? <laughs> right. well, I'm not old. You know, it's like you will get old uh,
0: <laughs> sooner than you think.
1: <laughs> it, sooner than you think, man. So there's like all these things, right? But it's important. It's important to have this financial education and maturity so that you can take ownership over this area in your life. Because people, they just kind of, they just whatever i'm just gonna like do it as it comes but no you're gonna have so much debt in your life you're gonna be like a slave like the bible when it says uh, a borrower is slave to the lender it's serious stuff Mm -hmm. um so the sooner people can get on board and get educated with this the better right this is a huge element of adult life right So my wife and I, thanks be to God, we kind of got in the same plan. You know, we didn't buy crap that we couldn't afford, right? We had our goal set, which is we need to get out of debt. We need to pay off school loans. We worked hard, and we're working hard. And now we have kids, and now we're thinking about their colleges. Well, you know, there's all these things, right? And people are like, you're old. You'll get there. Like, it will come soon. Mm -hmm. But the earlier you tackle this stuff, the better off you'll be. So going with wisdom, learn about these things leveling up like get off your freaking smartphones which are just making us dumb mm-hmm. like learn stuff like educate yourself you know relationships a whole other thing like we don't we're not taught this we're not taught this time i mean we might read like blogs or we get tmz which is like just a train wreck you know mm-hmm. or we might you you know your parents might have taught you they might have a solid marriage which teaches you a lot which is beautiful some people don't have that mm-hmm. But once again, what are you doing to form yourself? Um, there's, a, there's a lot of good books out there that I recommend. Um, one is The Five Love Languages. I think that's a pretty solid read um, by Dr. Gary Chapman. He talks about how at people, it doesn't matter if it's a romantic relationship or just any friendship or whatever, we all have these universal love languages that we relate to. You know, We all like to receive love in a certain way and give love in a certain way. Mm-hmm. And that's really important in interpersonal relationships, especially romantic romantic ones, right? Mm-hmm. If you're called the marriage someday. There's another book called um uh the temperaments god gave you. All right, Lorraine so, Bennett, yeah. Yeah, Lorraine yeah. Bennett. Yeah. It's a solid book. It talks about uh these ancient these traditional temperaments. It's not like personalities, but it goes be- be- before that. It's like a a disposition that we have. Yeah, you know, natural natural we, inclination towards, right? That's right. So, that's right. Yeah. So understanding yourself, right? Understanding what it is that kind of drives me, what what challenges me, what what I just find very natural, and realizing that people are all different. So trying to work it out interpersonally, but also individually. So there's that. Um, you know, once again, there might be you you may have been in a relationship right now where you're realizing there are some issues. You're like, whoa, why do I get super insecure about this, or why is this coming up, or why am I so angry? Or why am I so afraid? And, and consider these little blessings that come up. Because these are opportunities for you to say, okay, let me deal with that. Let me de- don't drink it away, mm-hmm. right? Despite all this alcohol behind me. Mm-hmm. This, is not the way, this is not the way I cope with my problems. Trust me. This yeah. is just for like, you know, when we have friends over or whatever. But listen, uh, we live in a society in an age that says if you have problems, cope with it. Deal with it. Medicate yourself. Always-
0: yeah, medicate yourself away. Yeah. Like,
1: drink it away, smoke it away, you know, get high, you know, sleep around, swipe right, just have, you know, have at it, you know, just party it up, just get it out, right? It doesn't go out. You just smash it in, right? It just gets piled underneath all the other junk. So, you know, it's not a sign of weakness to acknowledge you have problems in your life. Weakness is knowing that you have problems and not doing anything about it. That's what weakness is, and we see a whole slew of people never deal. And so naturally they they get into a marriage and the marriage combusts because marriage isn't easy. It's not meant for our happiness so much as it is for our holiness. Amen. Marriage. Wow. Marriage is beautiful. But holy smokes, it's challenging because you're taking two different people and trying to work it out. You're taking two people with issues. And trying to work it out and it's beautiful if you're on the same page and you're honest and you've committed right Mm -hmm. but once again it's that whole point of if you think that it's gonna solve your problems you're in for a world of hurt yeah you know so consider in your own life how I can better myself what I can do to take the necessary steps to educate myself about relationships to learn to grow um, some of the foremost marriage experts, their names are the Gottmans, John, Dr. John Gottman and his wife. Uh, they have some great resources online. They have some best-selling books. This is also a great resource to help you to kind of prepare yourself for what is this? What makes for a good and healthy marriage? What makes for uh, wise decisions, even as a single person, to work, to grow, and you'll be better off for it, man. You really will. So. You know, when we talk about this this theme of adulting, really, it is um, it's a daunting task, but it's it's all worth it. Of course, it's challenging, but it's worth it, and it's so important that sooner than later, because I think in our in, in this generation, in this world, in this culture, you know, like the millennial generation, I, I don't know when technically, like, <laughs> I guess it d- it depends. It depends on the person, where they're from, how they were raised, but. There, there can be, and don't get me wrong, there are a lot of wonderful people in the millennial generation, like just doing amazing things, killing it in, in the best way possible. But then sometimes, the millennial generation, there can be these stereotypes, right? Mm-hmm. Some of it is true, mm-hmm. can be, where millennials are sort of uh, characterized as these, these kids who kind of delay adult responsibilities for as long as possible, mm-hmm. right? And that's not, once again, that's a generalization. But there's some truth to that, if you're honest. Mm -hmm. And I'm technically not a millennial like I was the generation right before. However, like I could see some of that myself and I had to deal with that. Mm -hmm. Where it's like, yeah, it's easier just to live with mom and dad and it's easier to mooch and it's easier to not pay for rent. It's easier not to take responsibility. It's easier, right? It's easier to swipe a card and forget about it. But it's not. It will come and bite you, right? Mm -hmm. Um, It's easier easy to not deal with my my problem at hand but no it will come back and get you it's it's easier just to kind of delay 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 and that's what hurts people in the end is they're they're delaying the fact that they need to deal with this thing in front of them right yeah and so honestly honestly i yeah, like the sooner we all say enough i need to deal with this i need to stop delaying it i need to stop pushing it aside i need to stop pretending like I have the next thousand years to, to tackle this issue. The better off we're all going to be. The better off you're going to be, the better off your future spouse is going to be, or your future church if you become a pastor, mm-hmm. or your future children, your future community, your future co-workers. Like it, it's all a domino effect
0: here. Yeah, it's all, connect, it's all connected. And I think you're in a better position when life punches you in the face because it's going to punch you in the face. You know, mm-hmm. when, when you've done that work where you've, I mean, I, I see it as surgery, right? You're going in like a surgeon and, mm-hmm. and you're going to remove that cancer or that whatever it is that's plaguing yeah. your life, that's uh, mm-hmm. prohibiting you from living out healthy relationships uh, with God, with yourself, with other people, what's preventing yeah. you from flourishing as a professional and whatever it is, in your education, um, right and in your right. ability to manage finances because you know you're you're impulsive and you're you know you know you know don't exercise prudential judgment when it comes to how you spend and how you borrow i mean these are all things that like you said yeah sure you can numb yourself to it for that moment right, right? but it doesn't mean it goes away it actually no, it, it actually gets worse and uh that's
1: right that's right
0: you can find yourself and, um, worse all off. of
1: Yeah. And all this stuff, I mean, it's, it's so worth it. It's so important. And, um, it's not going to be easy. I keep saying that, but it it takes hard work, right? It takes hard work to, um, start from nowhere and get to the place you want to be. And it takes work and that's not going to come easy. Like it's not a video game where you can just work on it overnight and like you get to level 24, whatever. You know, I heard a couple of things that really helped me out. Don't compare your current chapter with another person's like final chapters. You feel me? Mm Mm-hmm. Like everyone had to begin somewhere. So like, yeah, get inspired by people who have their craft together or or, or or have done or accomplished something that inspires you. But then do the work, right? People think that just because I have a college degree, people should pay me six figures because I'm special.
0: Right.
1: You ain't that special, bro. Like the way economy works, okay, is we need to show our value, and if you show your value through hard work and personal development and dedication, then you will get awards that you hope to receive someday. And so, and that, that's across the board, but especially with like career, like don't expect a person to hand you a silver spoon and like feed you and like massage your toes. Like you need to do the work and say, all right, this isn't like my favorite job in the world, but it's a start towards a path that I know is the right one for me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to work my butt off. I'm going to work harder than everyone around me. I'm going to learn from the best. Mm -hmm. I'm going to figure out what I need to do to work hard so that I can grow this thing so that I can become financially independent. I can pay off my debts. I can provide for a family in the future, you know? And it all takes hard work. Like, none of this is easy, you know? Mm -hmm. That's once again part of the adult thing. And this can translate also into the spiritual life. None of that's easy. But you know what? The difference between you know saints and non-saints are the saints started working, mm-hmm. stayed close to the Lord. They made the effort. They they prayed when they didn't feel like praying. They they learned about their faith when everyone else was just in being entertained. You know they they did the work, and so you see in every element of life, whether it's spiritual, whether it's financial, whether it's in relationships, mm-hmm. the grass is always greener where you water it. That's right. right. That's, another, that's another saying, right? People always comparing, oh man, like, but it looks so nice over there. Oh, but wow, look at their life. It's so whatever. Oh, look at their marriage or look at that relationship. It's so beautiful. It's like, what do you, dude, water your grass, like water it. And so that looks different for each and every one of us. What's the next best step? We're all, we're all growing. We all have, trust me, we're talking about this stuff, but we all have ways we all need to grow and it's a process, but it's all beautiful if, if you have that perspective, perspective to see it
0: so yeah that one other uh resource i uh dr robert spitzer on happiness right those four levels of happiness where yeah. he yeah. says there's uh you know obviously in english there's only one word happy um, but there's actually in the latin there's four different ways and the level one level two is essentially at the pleasure level and at the comparison level right and so most of the time we're living in the pleasure principle if you will and mm-hmm janet
1: jackson you know
0: um but you know, or the level two where we're just comparing
1: you just you just dated yourself i did that's,
0: i that's crazy huh Jan,
1: janet jackson's kind of old now i know <laughs> i can't find it brother all, all good man all good <laughs>
0: uh, but it's that level two that's that that ego that self-ego right you're always comparing yourself to somebody else so i think just for the viewers out there it's, it's another resource for you to say hey you know this is something I can look at and say, okay, where am I? We want that level three happiness where we start to impact the world. And ultimately, want really the level four happiness where we, be, we become what God wants us to be, right? And what he designed us for, for us to be. So, this has all been beautiful, my brother. And I think, I, or I, I would imagine it'd be helpful. You know, going, just referring back to, again, the love languages by uh, Gary Chapman. Talked about the temperaments God gave you with Art and Lorraine Bennett. Um, definitely, if you want to look up happiness and the four levels of happiness with Dr. Robert Spitzer, um and then your own your own contemplation or reflection on your own life you know what's your family of origin what your own experiences and how are they influencing you and impacting you yes, and absolutely. You, you know your own biases absolutely. your own blind spots find a good spiritual director um uh, find people right. find people that uh, want to grow in virtue and holiness so they can hold you accountable you know, Right. and say
1: hey you're the a- you're, you're you're basically the average of the five people you hang out with the most yeah so, so, so consider what these people are are doing how they're living their life are they leading you down a road where you want to find yourself in the next 10 years like yeah it might be fun in the moment lots of parties lots of laughs but it's like if there's nothing of value in the end then that's a waste of your investment of time you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and so surround yourself absolutely with good people don't be afraid to do the work um know that these goals are attainable but you you have to work hard nothing will substitute that And um, it's just honest, good old fashioned, pull up your your sleeves and get on your knees and pray to the Lord kind of hard work. But it's all worth it. It really, really is.
0: Amen. Well, Paul,
1: I appreciate the time today.
0: Um, How can these viewers find more about you, more about your events, more about your ministry?
1: Sure. They can visit my website. It's pjkmusic.com dot com. Um, just look up my name, Paul J Kim. I'm also on uh, social media. You can find my Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and uh, there's an events tab if you guys ever want to see me speak live or, or, or perform. Um, so hopefully, yeah, I'll meet y'all soon. And or thank you, Mr. Johnson or, or beatbox, right? Because you beatbox, beatbox right. they don't even
0: know. They don't know about yeah, the beatboxing skills, brother. Well, hey, I wish you <laughs> and your ministry uh, a blessed, happy 2018, brother. From, uh, Thanks, from brother. Likewise. Uh, yeah, I appreciate your time here. And for all the viewers out there, we'll see you on the next True Faith Real Talk. Until then, get holy or die trying.